gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one -on -one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Bouldojo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Chou moshere. The Gojubad. The 50th episode of Social Q&A live. How to control sexual pace in the bedroom. Now, for those of you that have been following us for some time, you will be noticing a extreme upgrade in the video quality. I just need to make sure from you guys if the video sync and audio sync is going well because we got some we got some new toys up in here. We got some new shit. I want to make sure that everything looks good, that it sounds good. Um, hopefully, there's not too much lag. Uh, obviously, we're putting out a much cleaner video signal now. For those of you on the podcast, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but basically. You just got to go on the YouTube version and just look at what it looks like now. It should look a lot more different. So let me put that to the side and let's just get some hardcore uh, menu for today. How to control sexual pace in the bedroom. So I've received four, not one, but four different messages slash stories around erectile dysfunction, around the inability to control the sexual pace in the bedroom unable to be present, unable to either live up to whatever their expectations were, her expectations, et cetera, et cetera. So much darkness surrounding these guys that are really struggling, really struggling. And I thought, you know, I'm going to get into the Instagram messages. I'm going to get into the emails. Some client, and the client email just came in today. I want to discuss with you guys. Uh, That's actually a good bit of light. But before I do, I know that I have specific content on erectile dysfunction and sexual performance, particularly a social Q&A called How to Overcome Sexual Performance Anxiety. Uh, that is that is key. That's fundamental, that podcast, if you want to talk about erectile dysfunction. However, because the individual stories that I received this past week were so unique, 
I feel like it's time to rehash it. And also because the COVID situation I feel like is normalizing. And especially down here in Australia, people in Melbourne are starting to go back out or the restrictions are easing. So I feel like it's a good time to rehash what it means to control sexual pace in the bedroom. Uh, yeah, but I've got to make sure that we get here. Make sure some notes. Just like last week. Listen, this week is not going to be... This week is not going to be as intense as last week in terms of structure and planning. All I've got is four stories. And uh, four stories in particular that we're going to get to. But there's also a couple other things, like the keys. I'm just, I was going to write this down before. But basically setting the intent and staying true to the intent. All right, fundamentals. Stay true. And that's going to come off one of my clients that I was dealing with earlier in terms of one of his sexual experiences with a woman. And uh, if he's watching this, don't worry. All, uh, all privacy maintained. So we're going to talk about setting the intent and staying true to it when you're in a sexual space of a woman. It's key, especially if you're inexperienced or even if you're not just inexperienced, but you lack confidence, you lack bodacity, you lack uh, that raw animalistic nature to just take control. And maybe you're gun shy for whatever the reason may be. This is interesting for us to discuss here, which is a lot of guys get gun shy based on their previous inability to satisfy most of it. Nah, satisfy is interesting. Satisfy their own sexual desires as to what their ego believed that they could perform to. Because there's actually not that many women out there that, you know, contradictory to Porthub.com, there's not that many women out there that are expecting a certain level of sexual performance uh, from a guy. So that's. Anyways, let's get off on a different side tangent. So staying, setting the intent and staying true. That's one of the key concepts we're going to get into today. Not just that, but reading the temperature. Let me get that down. When we've got several concepts we want to cover, I'm just going to write the titles of them just to make sure I don't forget. So reading the temperature, and that's what I'm really going to write down here. I am ready for diagrams. Though. Reading the temperature, what does that mean? Just to get honey dick, you guys, reading the temperature is not just reading her temperature as to where she's at on a sexual level in terms of her pace but also your temperature, where you're at, your level of comfortability. Temperature refers to comfortability. And while last week we talked about attraction and comfort and the balance between the two, this week we're going to go much deeper into the comfort itself in a far more sexual space. So how to control the sexual space, sexual pace in the bedroom, stay in the intent, stay true to it, and also reading the temperature, two core concepts. And so with that being said, I like to make these beginning of these podcasts quite tactical. I'm realizing that I sometimes get too lost in the fact that this is a YouTube live stream and not remembering this is a podcast. And I know that for those of you that are listening right now, uh, want to get you want to get your your minds jazzed. So let me address some of you guys up in this chat. We've got oh fuck, I can barely even see this. <laughs> Hang on, let me zoom in here. Oh yeah, so if you guys are new to social Q and A, uh, I didn't even do the normal intro because of this. Uh, this new camera, well, it's actually not a new camera, but it's the new link to be able to use that camera. So yeah, if you guys are up in this chat right now and you're new to social Q&A, basically this is a space where for the next two to four hours, I'm going to dedicate my time to help you guys with anything in the world of social dynamics, whether that be uh, dating, relationships, anything human interaction based. So right now we've got four preloaded stories. One of them is from a client who had a tremendous, tremendous sexual experience with a woman in which that he kind of blew himself out a little bit, kind of overcooked himself. He burnt the tea, so to speak. There's one story from that. There's another story of a client who just messaged in. There's just, there's a message I just got today. I was just walking back from the gym 
And I got a message from a client who's just finishing a 30-day challenge, who's just had his second lay from a cold approach. But he was in, he was on death's door when I spoke to him last week. He was so fucking drained. But uh, he said he's had this amazing connection with this woman. And that uh, they went back and they, they had uh, sex in his car or his truck or something. There's that story I want to go through. There's another story of two followers. Those are the two client stories. There's two follower stories. One of them, and those are the really hardcore erectile dysfunction. One of them from a guy that has never had an erection ever with a female. At least not in the last three experiences. Anyways, we'll get to the, the details. It's pretty hardcore. And so those are the preloaded stories. But if you guys have questions... Uh, you would like to get answered, save them for open Q&A. We'll get to that later on in the chat. I'll let you guys know when that time is privy and we'll do it. So yeah, and if you're up in this chat, just drop a thumbs up on this uh, on this video down below. Helps it get sent out to the rest of the YouTube world, get the stream sent out and also just say hi in the chat as well. And shout out to my World Bowlers. Shout out to those of you that are in the World Bowl Facebook groups. Good to see you guys have been engaged and locked in, responding to the video challenges and being overall supportive. So hopefully some of you guys are here today. And again, could I just get confirmation from one of you guys that the video and audio is in fact working? Because we have some we have some hardcore new shit going on up in here. For the all this the entire time we've been doing social QA, it has been the Logitech webcam, which yeah, does its purpose. Definitely serves its purpose, but we finally got I'm able to use uh while this is not being streamed in 4K, because that's just far too much data to stream for a four-hour session. But we're using a device that has that capability. So that's awesome. Okay, so just addressing some of you in the chat before we get into content here. We've got Kakashi Hardake, aka Mr. Nalu, up in here. We've got aka Mr. Yeet. We've got the Yeet Master up in here saying, oh, yes, with a quadruple exclamation mark. We've also, good to have you here, uh, Kakashi. We've also got Johnny Nguyen up in here saying, here to stay on topic. Yeah, uh, good. Good to have you here, Jay. And Kakashi says, lol, what's up, Johnny? Those two know each other now. Yes, it's all up and running. Okay, good. Thank you for the confirmation that the video and audio is working. And so now I'm going to go balls deep. Let's go balls deep into this. So like I said, we got four stories today, four different contexts around how to manage the sexual pace, control the sexual pace in the bedroom. What are we even going to begin with? Should we begin with the inspirational story first? Why fucking not? Let's just do this. This might not see. No, this is going to be perfect. This is going to be perfect. So this might seem counterintuitive. This might not even seem like it makes sense. I thought this is going to be a podcast about uh, overcoming the anxiety and the nerves and the erectile dysfunction and all that and learning to manage the balance and read the temperature and stay in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. But as I was walking home from the gym literally this morning, this was sent in less than two hours ago. One of my clients who's currently, I'm not going to mention the city, not going to mention the country. Let's just say it's not Australia though. Overseas client. <clears throat> He's been on a 30-day challenge. He's on like, we, we spoke, we had a session last week and that was like day 24 or day 26. So by the time he said this today, it's like day 28 or day 29 on his 30-day challenge. And he was in struggle town, by the way. Like he was really drained out. Uh, he had a lot of emotional turmoil going on the rest of his life and his interactions just weren't flowing. It just weren't flowing. He was very timid in his interactions. Uh, not a lot of masculine energy, not a lot of masculine intent going down. So he sends me this email at 8.02 a.m. my time anyway, this morning, saying this. Whoa, this is bloody beautiful. He goes, yo, Adam, just thought I'd share with you 
that yesterday I had a day two with a girl I met while practicing my cold approach. And we had a really great connection. I made a few tactical mistakes, like going to a bar which had food, so it was kind of like a restaurant. But it wasn't bad because I was really able to listen to everything she was saying and I was able to, I was able to make her laugh a lot and just had an overall great time. After, we then went walking, which I was able to get into better isolation, which we were able to vibe more physically, which led to me pulling off the kiss in double exclamation marks. <laughs> After the couple second kissed, we just vibed and we went into a heavy makeout a few times. I was kind of tripping because I knew that's not really what you recommend, but I'm glad I did because the logistics were right and I was able to go the whole nine yards with her in my truck at the beach. Now we are meeting up again today for a day three to hang out and maybe come back to my place. It's kind of mind-blowing how easy it is to get along with her and how she seems so eager to text me and to get into interactions with me. I'm super grateful for this experience and so far has been fun. Just wanted to share because it wouldn't have been possible without you, brother. I'll keep you posted if anything comes up. I'll shoot you a message then. Till then, signed his name. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's good that we start. It's great that we started this podcast with a light, with the uh, with something inspirational. So, for context, this is his second ever sexually intimate experience from a cold approach, and he's a he's definitely a slow growing seed. He's a very slow growing. He's been in this journey for at least trying to practice cold approach, practicing, remove the word trying, that has been practicing cold approach for, I'm not sure how long it was before he came to me, but even with me, we've been working together for at least two years. So he's definitely on the very far end of hard case, very, very far end. It takes a long time for him to pick these things up. But but he's, uh, just, just I just want to rehash the highlight of that, that story there where he goes that, you know, they, they had a kiss, They've been in a bar, they've been in a restaurant, had a little bit of food, went for a walk, and he does live near a beach area. Uh, they went to, he did definitely practice the, just have a quick couple seconds on that kiss, then pull back and, you know, make the big moment small, one punch man theory. But then he realized the logistics were right, the feeling was right, and for some of you that were a bit confused maybe by what he said when he said, I know that you don't really recommend this. Well, it's not that I don't recommend going into a full-blown makeout. What I've always said is that if you're not willing to go the whole nine yards, don't go at all which means don't overcook it. If you don't have the intent, oh, getting to one of the principles we're going to talk about later, if you don't have the intent to solidify the sexual connection with you and this woman in that moment, at least in that time span of the day, the night, then don't do it. You set up way too much pressure, way too much expectation. But he was very aware of this, as you can see in his uh, in his message, being drilled well, being coached well. <laughs> if I say and... Uh, I'm joking. I'm playing, man. I can't say his name. I was about to say his name. I'm playing. It's all you. And so the fact that you were able to execute on that in the moment and realize, no, this is the right time to take it the whole way of the, they get into some makeouts, then brings her back to the truck, uh, fucking in the truck, having a great sexual connection. Fantastic. Fucking fantastic. Now, do you notice though how there was such a little detail in that email about the sexual experience? There's very little... Oh, so this is what happened at this point. This is what happened at that point when I got her into the truck and the clothes and et cetera, and the kissing and me. There's very little detail in the actual sexual play. And what that says to me is that it was right. There's always this commonality amongst the stories that either you guys as followers send me or clients send me 
about their sexual experiences. And the ones that go right often have very little detail. But the ones that always have red flags often have tremendous, tremendous detail. Let me give you guys that as the class discussion. For those of you that are new to social q and I like to throw a few questions and treat you guys like students in class. Keep you focused, keep you engaged. Why do you think that might be? Why do you think it might be that it just seems to be a common thing that with success stories where guys or girls nail it, where they nail their 50, their execution, why is it that there's less detail in the actual sexual intimacy? You know, we talk about penetration, et cetera, that type of stuff. Why do you think it's that's a commonality, but then in the stories where there's shit goes down, shit gets fucked up, tons of red flags, tons of mistakes, there's always a lot of very precise, fine detail in every little movement. Why do you guys think that is? I give you guys an easy, I give you guys, maybe, well, to me, it's an easy question. Maybe it's not easy for you, but we'll, we'll start that as the first class question as I'm preparing the next story. So that was story one. And it just gets us going here on a fucking day. Gets us going here. So let me see some of you in the chat. Okay, so for those of you in the chat, drop it in. Drop it in. We've got up in here. Oh, we've also got Ben Highlands up in here. Good to have you, Ben. Ben is also part of the World Bowl. And he says, hey, brothers, what's happening? Ben, we're in a session here. We're in a session here. Absolutely. So I want you guys in the live live chat to drop your answers in the comment drop comment box down below. Why do you think that is? Because it's actually, it's almost a universal principle. It's almost a universal principle. When things go right, there's less details. I just want to know if you guys know why. And while, you're, while you guys get into that, I'm just going to bring up the next story. I'm going to decide which story we're going to next because there's four of them here. That was number one. It's number one down. So there was two positive stories. Yeah? Ah, uh, no. Oh, Oh, we should flip it now then. We should flip it. I'll go to a neg- I'll go to one of the dark pain-like stories here. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting how we're going to play this out. This is like an absolute journey you guys got over here. Uh, so it's going to be in a DM on my Instagram. Shout out to Tang one if you're not following already. Guys, I'm not seeing any of your answers up in this chat. I'm not sure if it's just lagging, but uh, okay, we've got our first answer now. But if you're up in this live chat, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Drop your answer in the chat box, all right? Um, trust me, you'll learn much more if you stay engaged. So, okay, well, I'll get this, I'll get this message up in a second because we've got our first answer to that question. We'll keep it rolling. So Ben Highland came in with the first answer to the question or the first class question saying, when you connect with one another on such a sexual level, you begin to flow back and forth naturally with one another and time itself fades to another place. So there is less to do and more room to be. Fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Ben is switched on today. Ben, you are switched on today. I love it. Also very eloquently written. Absolutely nailed it. It's a very easy question. You answered it with a very with a very precise, very eloquent message. I mean, you it could have been summed up in two words. You could have just said uh, it's the concept of being present. But what you described there is far more detail, which is what I love about it. Uh, absolutely. When you connect yourself on that sexual level that you're talking about, the flow, Time itself dissipates and more to the key of the final thing you said, which is that there's less, there's less doing, there's less to do, there's more to be. And so that's why there's a commonality among success stories, amongst guys that nail their execution, nail their free flow within that date or within that sexual experience is that there was not so much doing, but far more being. 
And actually within this one client himself, he's given me other stories before of bringing girls back to his truck. And there's been a ridiculous detail. And that's when things went wrong. And so if he's listening to this right now, I'm not going to use your name, mate. Um, I'm not even going to use the first letter of your name because it's a little too... A little too rich for that, a little too rare for that. But you know, you know who you are, and you know what I'm talking about. There have been other times where you've brought a girl back to your truck, and it's been an absolute essay of details of how everything went wrong. It's just very interesting how when you I, know, I put this up on my Instagram the other week, when you just look, there's something to be seen. If you spent all your time doing, what have you not spent your time doing? Seeing. And so it sounds like you learned to see a little bit more in that interaction with her. So beautifully, eh? uh, we've also got a. Uh, Kakashi Hadake up in here saying, when things go wrong, the detailed story is an attempt to figure out what happened. It also means the person was way too much in their head. In the success stories, the person wasn't worried about the details and was in the moment. Yeah. Uh, to the, I mean, when things go wrong, the detailed story is an attempt to figure out what happened. Not necessarily. You can go very much into detail with a positive story or when things go right. right? Like, for example, I've got many... Uh, Back when my old, my original bowl group, you know, we would write detailed reports of when things went right. But more to the key of what Ben was saying and what you finished with there, Kakashi, was that the person was so much in their head that they even have that ammunition to remember, right? They even have, they have so much ammunition to dive on because, but that's why they have so much ammunition because they were thinking so much. And then when you said there in the success stories, the person wasn't worried about the details and was in the moment. Exactly. Absolutely. And when things go right, there's far less, uh, far less conflict internally. That's that's something that we're talking about here. That's on the post end. So you guys have nailed something nice on the, uh, in the intra when it's happening, but also in the post when you have an experience that goes awry. You know, there's so much conflict within you, which leads you down these deep, dark rabbit holes. Very common amongst many guys. So, but yeah, pretty much on the money. Pretty much on the money there, Kakash. Good to have you uh, switched on. So. So let's go to story number two then. So that was a story of absolute inspiration of someone absolutely just fucking nailing it. Uh, let's, and also, by the way, guys, how do we know that it's, am, am I saying that he nailed it just because he took her back to her truck and they had sex? No, no, not at all. Because you can do that and have a really bad experience. What communicated, if you guys were paying attention to the story, what communicates that this was a solidif- a very solid interaction, that this was a interaction that had a really good strong play of strong masculine foundations and strong feminine in the re- in the uh, reflection. What what about that story? Since we're on it, what about that story? Because it's not just the fact that he had that they had a sexually intimate moment where they got their kid off. It's got really very little to do with that. They could have not had sexual penetration physically at all but it, I still would have given him the same ups based on how she reacted afterwards. There's a certain type of effect that if some of you remember from the Secret to Amazing Dates, there's a certain effect that happens when you nail it. And for those of you that were present in that podcast or have studied that podcast, it's a fundamental. I even spoke about it in the last podcast. I was even just thinking about it with a woman just uh, on the weekend. I was, uh, and so... There's an effect that happens from the female side, from the feminine energy side in reflection that lets you know that you nailed your principles. Do any of you know what that effect is? It's only one word. It's the effect. Mm, Effect. I just want to see if any of you know that. 
I'll see how switched on you guys are. This is, but this is not going to be for the average Jeffrey. The average Jeffrey is not going to get this. You have to have watched that content or know my content to know this effect. It's not, and by the way, it's not the freedom effect. It's not the freedom effect. Some of you might get confused by that because we did, talked about freedom effect last, uh, last week. No, no, no. This was an effect that was mentioned in the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast, which is the ultimate sign that you've done what you needed to do, that you gave her what she needed. Because, uh, and, and also that's one way, you know, uh, who got, we got our first answer up in here from Ben saying leaning in effect. You've used the, the correct letter. So no, you're incorrect, Ben, but the, you've got the, it's an L word. It's an L word. Anyways, I'm going to move on from it in case you guys don't know it, but you're, you're in, you're very, you're close, Ben. You're very close. Oi, we got it. We got it. Satir.i, if that's how I say your name. Well, I don't even think I've seen you with this chat before. Has come in saying linger question mark. You shouldn't even have put question mark. You're right. It was the it's the linger effect. So have you no I don't recognize your username. And I don't recognize you being in this chat. At least not very often. And definitely not last week. Unless I'm just I don't know, unless there's just too many of you guys nowadays. But too many different names. But yeah, you're hundred percent on the money, Satir. That yes, is the linger effect. So actually, that's good. You came in at the right time because I was just about to move on it, which is that's how I knew and how I am able and confident to give my client the complete thumbs up on his interaction with her. Not because they went back to the truck and had sex, but because she gave him the linger effect. And if you guys don't know about that, I'm not, you can get a much deeper explanation in the Secret to Amazing Dates podcast. But the linger effect is the confirming reflection from the feminine that you've done what you needed to do. And the linger effect can manifest in many different ways. But the most common way is that she ever sends that first text saying, thank you. Thank you for the experience. That after the date, after the night together, you get that text a couple hours later or the next morning. And she's ever just saying thank you or she's trying to set up for the next date. And in this guy's example, I'll get it for you guys specifically here. For those of you that are wondering, like, uh, uh, don't worry, we're gonna get to the whole. The this is just the intro. This is just the the entree for you guys. The actual fundamentals of controlling the sexual pace, setting the intent, staying true, and also reading the temperature. Those are going to be tied in with the dark stories, with the painful stories. But the reason why I wanted to start with this really light story of someone just nailing it is because it's going to give you tremendous contrast when we get to the darkness. So let me get this guy. Let me just give you the linger effect that she gave him. So the linger effect was was right here when she said after they had you know had their time in the car together, they connected. Uh, it says he says to me, "Now we are meeting up again today for a day three to hang out and maybe come back to my place." So they're meeting up for a day three the next day. So they're already going out on the next day the next day. That's linger effect in motion, that, that she was texting back, wanting to get into an inter, another interaction with him. That's when you know it. It's very simple, but it's just very key. And uh, even to this day, I, mean, I always know that if I fucked up uh, my 50, um, of course, there are nuances. There are absolute nu- There are certainly nuances. For example, if you go out on a day with a girl that is just not on your level, she's just not operating on the same psychological level, and also it goes in reverse as well. If you're a female, listen to this. If you go out with a guy who's just not on your level and you end the date 
with a final finality to it. You end the date with a final full stop. So you don't allow for the linger to happen. I had to do this to a girl just the other week, actually. Uh, we had a great time together, but you know, I kind of saw her as my little sister. You know, there wasn't a lot of uh, sexual. I didn't get very sexually excited by her because she just wasn't on the same level, right? Just not in the same place in life. Uh, still, very much just the beginning of her journey, and that's fine. But and so I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste her time. So when we end the date, instead of giving her that one-handed hug and saying, "All right, see you soon," right? Something really as casual as that. See you soon. But what, what does see you soon convey versus, all right, take care. See you soon versus take care. To the absolute beginner, to someone who has no idea about social dynamics, you wouldn't even think about it twice. You'd go, uh, well, they're just, just a way to end the interaction, right? No, wrong. If you're looking at a girl after the end of the day and you say to her, all right, and you're just coming off that one-handed hug saying, all right, I'll see you soon. All right, see you soon. And then you go back to your car and you drive away. What is it that infers that you're going to see each other again, right? But the energy of it is that I want to see you again, that you showed me a certain level of something that I want to come back with you, right? That see you soon is quite key. And you won't even think about this. It's not something you have to think about. You just, if you want to see someone again, you're going to say it like this. But if you know you don't want to see this person again, and for guys that are listening to this right now, this is something to reflect on in your own interactions when you're ending a date with a girl or when she's ending the date with you, which is another clear sign of whether the attraction was reciprocated or not. Oh, we're getting so many principles here that are not even related to the topic of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I gotta stay on. I gotta stay on point here. Otherwise, we are going kilometers off. Although it's very interesting, it's really good shit. Uh, it's not quite on the topic. So let me finish this off by saying that with the take care. Oh yeah, because I had to say to a, a young girl went on a date with just the other week, saying I just said to her, take care. And that's a full stop for her. That's letting her know that I don't want to see her again. But it, And she knows. So, to my point, now we're fucking with it. To my point, I don't get a thank you text from her. I don't get a text from her following up saying, oh, hey, great time with you. Uh, what are you doing next week? Or what are you doing? Do you want to hang out in a couple weeks' time? Or what are you doing tonight? None of that. There's no linger effect because I shut off the alleyway for it. I finished the interaction with a full stop saying, I want to see you again. Why did I mention that? Because that's a nuance. What was the main point? The main point was that if you're playing your masculine role correctly, you should be ending the date and that there should be, if you've done it right, there should be a linger effect coming on afterwards, which indicates as a reflection from her that this was good, that you provided me what I wanted, what I needed. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. That's all I want to go into there, but we get... It's this, when you listen to a social dynamics podcast, things are going to get deep. So let's move back to the point. Let's move back to it here. Uh, we've, got, we've got three more stories to get to. So I don't want to get too deep into these tangents. I've got to keep myself uh, aligned with that. So, okay, Instagram. That's where we're at. We're going to an Instagram DM here. Just bear with me for a uh, tot month there. Ooh, yabe. What's his name? Here's his name. Not going to use his name though. So, so we are giving you a story of a client that had a tremendous, tremendous sexual experience. He, met, he controlled the pace very well, as evidenced by her giving the linger effect, which is why I went into all of that. Now, I'm going to give you a very painful story, which a lot of you are going to be able to relate to. I certainly can relate to it because I was once here as well. I'm not going to use his name. I don't even know what country he's from. However, I did 
I did ask him if he wanted to send me a full email with the full stories. He hasn't. So, but the initial message is quite deep. So it's okay. There's plenty here to chomp on. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Instagram DM from, I'm going to call him G. I'll just call him G. G says, hey, Adam, I'm looking for some guidance. I've been doing your guided meditations, in particular, the sexual energy as it has, as it was free until I bought the whole album. It has been really helpful, but throughout all my past sexual experiences, I found myself constantly in my head. I've actually never been able to get hard with a girl ever. I believe this stems from my first three sexual experiences where I had whiskey dick. I've never even heard that term before, guys, but I think that refers to being drunk. (laughs) I've never heard that term before, though. Uh, Anyways, he goes on to say, the recent three times have all been completely sober, but still no erection. I do believe it's all mental because I can get a hard-on any other time of the day. I haven't watched porn in three months either and definitely have a good sex drive. I'd love to hear some advice, but obviously you don't need to reply if you don't want to. By the way, your meditations are honestly super high quality. I will continue through and complete the album this week. Hmm. Short message, but intense. If you really, and we're going to play it back for the, the, the highlight. So I hit him back with some context, like some follow-up, wanting some follow-up. He hasn't got back to me yet though. Um, like I just wanted to know the full story. I, want, I wanted him to paint me exactly play-by-play play what was happening with the most recent sexual experience. So we could get a really good idea of what's going through his mind, how the girl's reacting to him in the moment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no go. No go today. But that's okay because there's some shit here. Let me just, if you, we just got to get this again. I don't know how old he is. I have no idea how old he is. Actually, yes, I do. So I can use his name because it's on his profile. He is 19 years old. I've only said the first letter of his name, so we should be good. So he's 19. And that's why I said that I've been here before. For those of you that don't know, who haven't seen the other erectile dysfunction podcasts, I think I have one that's like a BDP on erectile dysfunction. I certainly do. But I have a more updated one called How to Overcome Sexual Performance Anxiety, which is a social Q&A. And I had to battle erectile dysfunction hardcore. Hardcore. Never had a problem with it up until I was about 19. Not until I was... You know, I had plenty of sex between, between my earlier high school years and no problems ever. And then when I crashed my social dynamics, had to relearn them from 17 to 19, which means I took two years off of having sex. <laughs> not, not voluntary though, right? But from 17 to 19, didn't have sex. When I finally, after my first 30-day challenge, brought my first, uh, had my first time bringing a woman back to my place, completely rushed the experience, got super tight, tight in the mind, tight in the body, unable to get an erection, and it really fucked with me psychologically to the point where it affected my next three, three or four sexual experiences where I couldn't maintain a solid erection, which had never been a problem for me ever beforehand. And that was me at 19. So since then, completely eradicated, Got obviously got over it. Um, but it's just, you know, to G who's listened to his podcast, Mate, you're definitely not alone in terms of, I'm sure there's many other guys that have been through the same, same thing, but from me to you, it's like, I know exactly what it's like to go through this. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how close it was to my initial story. So just to rehash what he did say though, 
He's never actually been able to get hold of a girl ever. He had some traumatic experiences, maybe. I put the word traumatic in there because he said his first three sexual experiences, he was drunk. Well, he said he had whiskey dick. Can those of you in the chat let me know, just confirm for me, whiskey dick does in fact mean that you were drunk and you couldn't get hard? That's what I believe it means. It, in Australia, we don't use that term. We, what do we call it? I, I don't we don't, we don't have a term for it. <laughs> we don't have a term for it down here. Uh, do we? I don't think so. I mean, I don't drink, so I don't hang out with those type of people. <laughs> no, I don't think we have a term for it down here. And if we do, I have no idea what it is. But the reason why I mentioned the word traumatic is because if you're first ever... Oh, let's get this. If your first if your first three sexual experiences ever in your life, remember he's 19 years old, so let's ballpark it somewhere between 16 to 19 that he's had his first three sexual experiences and they were all under the guise of alcohol. They were all infused with liquid courage. It actually hurts even just thinking about that. It's like, oh my gosh. It's just that that's that that is traumatic. I didn't overuse that word. That is traumatic. That you would it, it definitely depends on the intent. It's like why? Why why did you have to for G here? I'm diving in for you. Why did you have to use because it wasn't just once. I get it if it's just once and you know it was a crazy like house party or something and everyone was drinking a little bit and you and this girl kind of hooked up. Okay. Right? But it's three times, which means that this is a pattern. This is a repetitious pattern in which that you used alcohol to get into these sexual experiences it's uh there's too many question marks you're not here in the live chat you're not one of my clients i don't know you at all but that's something you need to ask yourself about why that happened and i hope that you've corrected it since then sounds like you have because you said that your next three sexual experiences were completely sober which is great and that you haven't been watching porn maybe we can adapt or adjust not adjust address that later we can address porn later when it comes to Erectile dysfunction, but I, I, we, we've got some principles to get here on managing sexual pace, controlling sexual pace. But now it sounds like you're in the same place that I was, or a very similar place, that because of your less than desired outcomes, less than desired experiences in your first three sexuals, that now in the post three, or in the, the last three, that you've still got a deep psychological scar that's been as a result of that. You've psychologically scarred from those experiences and now that you're not able to maintain a, an erection or even get an erection with a girl because you're always brought back to those first three experiences and you also mentioned in your message that you are constantly in your head and that's how, that's how I'm very confident that you're, I know where you are because if you're in your head, if you're in your head, what does that require? Blood. Requires blood. In order to think, requires blood. The brain is an extremely energy-intensive organ. If all your blood flow is being directed to thought process, where is it not going? Down to the full mast, baby. You're not getting a full mast, right? Especially if you're taking on water. If you're taking on water, uh, your, your ship's not going anywhere. And so we're going to address later on the podcast. I'm just getting these stories out. We're dropping a little bit of advice, dropping a little bit of tactics here and there. But So you guys look at the contrast between one of my clients, met a girl, out in the day, went on a day two the next day, incredible sexual experience, make out, back to his car, ended up having a sex, sexual connection that most men dare not dream of. 
having sex straight back in his truck. And to the point where he honored his masculine role enough to make her have a linger effect, come back out, want to get on a date the very next day, and then with impetus to go back to his place. And then you've got the complete flip of a 19-year-old who's scarred by previous sexual uh, experiences that were... well. And you know what's interesting, guys? That the word scarring, when I use scarring, I don't want you to get too confused by that. The way other people use that is that they 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 make it physical or they make it they make it in indefinite that it's always going to be with him but it's not when i say scarred i'm using it from a self-imposition mentality in which that he chooses to keep those scars those scars are not placed like his from his previous bad experiences with girls those can all be reframed rewrapped and redirected in a certain way either be for serving or non-serving purposes at the moment they're being used for non-serving purposes, in which that he allows his ego to attach to them, to the pain of them, and it holds him down, keeps him chained down. But there's definitely, and because I had to go through the same thing, I had to go through the same thing of coming to peace, coming to harmony with my three, four sexual experiences where I couldn't get an erection with a woman, and to not only let go, but replace, let go set that darkness free and then replace it with something new, aka a new mentality, a new seed, a new way of being. You know, you guys, people always ask me, like, how do you let go? How do I let go of the psychological trauma and pain? Well, it's not just about forgiving it and accepting it. That's part one, right? That's setting it free into the sky. But in order to make sure it never comes back and that you truly do cut off your chain, that you cut ties with it, that you have to replace it with something new. There has to be something that fills that hole because whenever you set darkness free, if you don't replace it with light, it's just going to re-manifest. It can only be one or the other. It's either light or it's dark, right? Based on where we're coming from. So, and that there's always a balance within us. So, so replacing it with something new. So choosing to use not only to forgive and accept those experiences, but then also to now go, okay, so how will I move forward? What's my new way of being? For me at the time when I was 19, I was I was lucky that I was actually just getting into a serious relationship relationship at that time, but the previous erectile dysfunction was in casual relationships. But I was working through it with a girl that I was about to get into a uh, monogamous relationship with, and the way that if you guys remember that how to overcome sexual performance anxiety podcast, the way that I began that new step forward was by having a raw, honest conversation with her back on the couch. Just one night, this is early in the get as well, this took a lot of courage because it, it took a lot of courage to say no to my ego because my ego didn't want to sit down and have this conversation with this absolute dying piece, this girl that is the greatest girl I've ever met in my entire life and sit her down on the couch and say, listen, I haven't been able to, this is this is all the shit I've been dealing with for the last three or four women that I've been with, haven't been able to get sexual uh, with any of them and, and so this is what I need to do now. And so to not only be honest with her about that, uh, your ego doesn't want that. But in order to move past it, like you have to put your ego to bed. So we sit down here on the couch and I say, listen, we've got to start at the beginning. And now we're segueing. We're segueing quite organically into the actual fundamentals of this podcast, which is setting the intent, staying true, and reading the temperature. But we're not quite there yet because those are based on a different story. I just when we started reading this 19-year-old story, it's starting to bring up all my memories back from when I was 19, which was a good eight. Nine years ago, whatever it was. Ah, powerful. So, anyways, I'm going to pause that there. Because I don't know, we've not paused that. We fleshed that out pretty good. 
but the lessons are going to come for him later. So there's two more stories to go here. So we're going to slow down. We've got more to dive into here. If you guys are enjoying this content, just make sure you drop a thumbs up on this video. I'd really appreciate that. It helps out the stream, helps out everything that's going on. If you guys have any questions uh, that are actually related to the topic, always feel free to drop them in the chat. Uh, but save your open Q&A questions for later on. Okay, so where are we at now? Story number three. Story number three? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna, I'm going to give you a sandwich. I'm going to sandwich two... Two, two of these, this next story is very similar. That was from a follower, that previous one, this next story. And this, by the way, guys, this is all within the space of a week. These four stories are from the same week. Uh, that's why I'm doing this podcast today. It just seemed like it had to be done. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Who say where are we at? Who are we at? Okay. So this story is from a follower, no names mentioned. And he says to me on Instagram, how do we take one? saying this was actually he replied to an instagram story that i posted about erectile dysfunction from the previous story like a little screenshot of it and so he responded that's why i'm doing this one next this is his response to that story i just told you guys that story i just told you about the 19 year old and not being able to get hard of a girl ever this guy now this different guy is now responding to that so I hope that helps you for context. Helps me for context. So he says this. Honestly, something that's been on my mind lately. After my experience last year, in brackets, the scenario where I couldn't even get erect, in brackets, even though it turned out to, being an, to be an amazing night for me, hold on, say it again. Even though it turned out to be an amazing night for me and the woman I was with, I am still feeling extreme fear of sex. I'm scared of going out again to meet girls and getting into intimate experiences and the same thing happening. I know deep down it's a presence problem and I still remember what you told me. That thought requires blood flow and too much thought brings the blood away from certain areas. Anyways, just amazing how whenever something's on my mind, you seem to post about it. Ha ha. With a love heart. So oh, maybe that was my love heart. <laughs> I think it was. So, and I'll, I'll just read you guys my response to him. My response to him was this, you should be scared, but only of how much you could learn. It's where your growth lies. I was once in the exact same position and only experience with a calm mind will lift you up. So maybe that, maybe that helps, maybe that helps uh, the 19 year old feel a little bit better about himself now because you can see that you're not alone. Not only you're not alone in this podcast with me because I can relate, but now you see there's a follower that you've got no idea about uh, who's also in the same place of fear, same place of uh, lack of confidence, same place of holding on to his scars, holding on to his hurt locket. So let me just address that real quick. I'll address that up real quick because it's not the main story. Uh, the actual real main story of this podcast was is the number three because that's the, it's the real, I'm sorry, number four. It's the real doozy. But this is a shorter one, but just something interesting that he said there. I still feel, I'm still feeling the extreme fear of sex. I can, oh, I can feel that in my veins back from when I was 19. Uh, man, when, when you're on that roll, when you've 
had a really poor sexual experience with a woman from your end, not that she did anything wrong, but from your end, momentum's a thing. Momentum's a thing, especially if it's like three in a row, four in a row, like where I was. This guy, it's only been one. So what's really important for him is to cut the momentum, which is what we're going to talk about later in this podcast. So hopefully he stays locked in if he's watching this. But the, the, fear, the fear of sex needs to be replaced with the excitement of learning and the excitement of growing. And that is something that, uh, that's what I talked about before, about setting your darkness free and then replacing it with something new. So, so I wanted to give that because that's a nice little tie-on, but now we're going to get to the real meat. This is the real meat, this story. So this story is coming from a client. This next story is coming from a client who I worked very intensely with last week. We did a 90-minute session. We did a 90-minute session. And if he's uh, listening to this, don't worry, my man. I'm not going to be mentioning any details. I'm not going to be mentioning any names. Uh, your, your secret is safe with me. So... Hmm, where do we begin with this one? So I actually have, no, not on my phone. It's on my laptop, but that's it's not going to, I don't need to. I know the story so well. So I want to play you guys the story. We're going to run through the story that my client had uh, just last week. And you've also got to keep in mind that this guy is not 30 years old. He's not 40 years old. Of all the stories that I've just told you, the first client, the guy bringing the woman back to his truck and having sex in the truck, he's... Almost the same age as me, I think. I think he's 27, 28. Might be, might be, might be. Or maybe he's, yeah, somewhere around there. The 19-year-old, well, he's 19, okay, the one who couldn't get any erections. The guy who just spoke to me is early 20s, that previous story. This next story is same thing, early 20s. So you can see like all these stories are happening for guys that are in their 20s. Isn't that interesting? You know, 19 to 20s, 19 to 20s. It's very interesting. So this story from a client, early 20s, he meets a, during the COVID situation, he's been uh, on the online apps, chopping it up, gets in with a girl that starting to feel a real connection with, really separates herself from, and you know, my my client is, uh, I've been working with him for a little bit of time, he's well trained in the world of, uh, he's well trained in the world of mindset towards what needs to happen, not quite well in the execution of it, but he knows, what does that mean? He knows what he needs to do, yet is not quite well practiced, doesn't have enough reps in the real world experience. Let's say that. But, and that's probably the benefit of having an online dating space is that online dating haps, happens in lag. You got so much time to think about what you're going to say, what you're going to do. And uh, if he's listening to this, that's an interesting point, isn't it? That... Uh, that's just like it's too much of a tangent i'm gonna stop that tangent my mind gets excited about that though okay so meets a girl is connecting with online they've been talking together for i think it's at least eight weeks a couple months and they've had i think they had phone sex once on the phone if not some really dirty shit was going down establishing a really nice masculine to feminine polarity there's an open invite there's an open invite which means that she's happy for him to come over to her place anytime. They live pretty close. And so he was just waiting for the right time for that to open up with the whole COVID thing. Just last week. Takes up on that open invite. Don't worry, man. I'm not going to mention the survival kit. <laughs> for those of you that know my shit really well, you know that there's a certain survival kit that I bring in my backpack. 
uh, when I go over to a a girl or a woman's apartment. And it's got a few very specific things in that survival kit. And it just made me so proud when I was coaching this client. And he told me about what was in his backpack. But he said... (laughs) He said it so naturally, like it was just something that normal people do, uh, but it's not. It's like the type. Of, I'm, I'm not going to mention what, it, what the stuff it is. You'd have to go back to older podcasts. The reason why I don't want to mention it is in case uh, I don't know if she. Oh no, I guess it does matter because even if she was watching this podcast, I think she's pretty cool. And actually, she wouldn't know. I don't think she would care. Anyways, the, the, but you guys know my. I've already said that it's my survival kit anyway, so it should be fine. I like to. Check myself though, make sure I don't release too many details. Basically, uh, coconut oil, a candle slash room diffuser, and dark chocolate. Just staples, absolute staples when you're setting up for a date with a girl, especially a day two. That's also really important to remember, my friends. In the story with this client, it's his first ever time not meeting her. They've gone for walks together. That's all the COVID situation allowed for. But the first time they've ever, they haven't even kissed yet. So he's going to her place, but they haven't even kissed yet. Got to keep this in mind. But they also have an eight-week kind of slowly, slow-cooked, kind of lamb shoulder, slow-cooked recipe going on in their relationship that it's been it's been on a real low hum. Just kind of ticking along, just kind of going along. So they're here now. He gets to her place, survival kit's in. I'm always going to take a pause just to make sure I don't mention any details I shouldn't. I think I think I'm good though. I think we can mention most of his story. Yeah. So, no, I won't mention that bit. I won't mention that bit, but I mentioned, uh, okay, I'll eliminate that. Uh, let's just say they go up to a certain place of the house. Uh, they go up to a certain place in the house, uh, gets familiar with their room, puts his stuff down, go out to this balcony. There's a couch on the balcony, apparently. And they've just been kind of fucking around, chilling out, you know, going back and forth between the garden. And they find themselves on this balcony on the couch. And when they're on the balcony on the couch, He's li- he's kind of sitting up on the couch and actually they take it in turns. She's like lying down across him with her head in his lap and then also reverse positions as well, like where he would do that with her across the night. And so, you know, really intimate, really soft and they have their first kiss together uh, on the couch and he plays the principles correctly. He one punch mans it in terms of just like my other client did, you know, goes in for that, goes in for that kiss, but only allows for a couple sweet motions, then backs it up. Plays it off like it's nothing. Classic One Punch Man theory. And but then later on, as the later on goes down through the night, she wants to get into heavy makeouts, just like with my other client. But what's not the same like with my other client, which is clear that he was obviously confident and ready to go bring her back to his truck and they had sex in his truck. With my client this time, he gets very uncomfortable. He gets very uncomfortable that he gets this first sign of like, oh, maybe she wants to go a bit faster than I want to. Keep it in mind, my client hasn't been with a sexually with a woman in, let's say at least two to three months. Could be much more than that, but at least two to three months. And so in his mind, he just wanted to take it easy. Now, points to him, when she starts to linger and kind of moan a little bit while they're making out, and he's getting that vibe, oh shit, I should probably bring this up now. He does. He voices to her that, listen, I just want to take it easy. I want to take it slow. Uh, I don't want to rush, you know, I want to rush into things. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. No worries. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, she's like, she's really sexually free. She's very comfortable with herself and very in touch with her sexual feminine energy, which just brings me to a delicious tangent. Like I I had a couple uh, 
quote unquote video dates with a couple of girls. Not that I would call them that, but that's physically what they were with a couple of girls over the weekend. And it was just amazing to contrast sexual femininity, like how some women are so good at being able to convey their sexual energy that I get a fucking erection just listening to them talk. And that's when you know it's fucking good. Like that's when you know it's odd. But and that they're on, that they're in connection with their sexual femininity. But then there's another girl that I was talking with that I was on the video chat with that she's she's minding all her P's and Q's. Like everything has to be orchestrated. And I'm not just talking about the the verbality, the vocal, the the words of it, the verboseness of it. I'm talking about the energy that, you know, girls. Like some girls are not comfortable to let men know that they are in fact sexual beings. I've I've seen this so many times and it just, it blocks the connection. It blocks the connection. Now why they're doing it, that's, there's so many reasons what could be going on. Why and valid and valid. But the end result is this, that if you're a female listening to this, if you don't allow your sexual energy to flow, you're going to turn them away. You're going to turn him away because, listen, sexual energy doesn't mean that he thinks he's going to have sex with you that night. Right? That doesn't. That's those are not a written out equation, pre-written equation. For a lot of guys, especially like myself, who are confident, that are experienced, that are trained in social dynamics, we are detached from having to get sexual penetration with anyone or anything. Right? The desire is not there. All I want to feel from a woman is that you're able to let go of yourself. And that it is both a prerequisite simultaneous thing that must need to happen in which that to let sexual energy flow, you have to let go of yourself. Sexual energy is like the water coming down the waterfall. And yourself is like a giant wooden block intercepting that waterfall. The water can't get through if you are constantly blocking it with yourself, aka whoever you think you are, your ego, your your construct of self, who you think you are. And so I was, anyways, I was, I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but it kind of builds in. It does build in, actually. It's not that much of a tangent. And it just, like, he brings a little, ah, man, it's like an, ah, man type thing where I'm interacting with a woman. I'm like, I know that given, like, I'm not sure how much time it's going to take you. How much time is this going to take you to let go of yourself? And that, to me, is one of probably the, if you guys are looking at what do I look at in a woman? How do I know that a woman's going to be a good fit, good connection to progress something deeper with? Her ability to let go of herself, which then allows me to see something within her. And and or even in this case, if it's a video date or a video phone call, you know, video Skype call or WhatsApp or Instagram chat on the video. You know, it's just about seeing them let go of themselves. It's, it's absolutely key. And it's not just something that guys fuck up. Now looking, we're talking about erectile dysfunction here. The same thing's happening. The same thing's happening to these to my 19-year-old. And I know we put, I'll get back to the story of my main client here. If you look at the 19-year-old that hasn't been able to get an erection at all, for sure, without a doubt, he's allowing his sense of self to interrupt his flow of sexual energy. Just put a full stop on that and bank it. Bank it. So anyways, getting back to the main story here. Client is on the couch with this girl and she's very sexually free. That's why we got into that whole sexual femininity thing. She's very confident with her uh, sexual energy. She wants to get it. She just wants to get in. She's really attracted to my client and just wants to fucking dial it up. Now, really important to note here is that he, this is not an average girl. I asked him like, so on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being diamond in the sky, zero being an absolute fish, how attracted are you to her? 
And he goes, eight or nine. And I'm like, oh, pretty damn. She's like, she's not a Bonjin then. She's not a Bonjin or Jolson. She's a, she's a, she is an extraordinary girl. And if you're giving her eight or nine, because I guess maybe if you come from a different world, eight or nine maybe just seems like a kind of attractive girl. Not on the scale that I gave you. When I talk about 10 being a diamond in the sky, which means mother of children, which means want to write, want to build a life together, want to build a, want to, want to build wells. Right? Actually, I want to build wells. If, a, right, that, if that's a 10, then an eight or nine on this guy's scale, and he knows the scale, that's intense. Like that's, that's, there's some extreme attraction going on there. And uh, not just uh, physically, of course. There's have, in order to get a girl to rate on an eight or nine or a 10, there's got to be a huge amount of emotional attraction there. Psychologically. So he voices to her, not quite comfortable. He senses off the get, not quite comfortable. Let's her know. That's great. That's principles. Fantastic. Great job. She gets it. She backs it up. Okay, fine. So what did he do there, guys? He set the intent. Now, if you were listening to the beginning of this podcast, there's an ending of that phrase. You'll find out later if you didn't know, if you weren't there, because you're going to see it play out in real time. So they go back to just kind of chilling on the couch, lying in each other's laps, a little kissing here and there, but nothing too more physically aggressive, just enjoying the moment. Then all of a sudden, while she's lying down in his lap, right? So she's lying down in his lap, head's in his lap. He's been bending down to kiss her, you know, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden, she runs her hand up his leg. Okay, alarm bells ring. Hands going up the leg. She's putting her hand up his leg. He's like, oh, fuck. Not ready for this. Not comfortable for this. He, again, I believe, from memory, voiced concern about moving a little bit too fast with this again. And was able to stay true. Right, but... And then, and the way that I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this is because she's very, she's very, ah, uh, what's the word? Accommodating is the word. She's very accommodating. Like every time she tries to push the pace sexually with him and he signals to her that this is not what I'm comfortable with. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's like, she's not like being like a, a, a pouty or me or be like a bitch about it. Right? Not, not at all. No, she's really accommodating of him. They're actually the same age, I believe, early 20s. So that's rare. It's actually rare for a young girl. And I remember saying that to him in, in our uh, coaching session. I remember saying to him, she sounds like a little bit of old soul type thing. Like She seems like a lot more mature than the average early 20s girl. And he goes, yeah, hey, she is. She is. She's very comfortable with that. So, so I just, that's really important for us to just take a step back for a second. Just take a pause in the story and just look at what's happened here. There's a lot of sexual tension building up to this night. They've been talking to each other for a good couple months. Uh, phone chats, had a little bit of phone sex, I believe, as well. I don't know to what degree of animalistic nature it was, to animality it was. But, uh, but the sexual intent is very much established between the two. And there was an open invite for him to come over to her place. Open invite's been taken. Get into there. Start kissing. Fantastic. She starts a little bit of moaning with the makeout. Want to get into heavy makeout. Wasn't ready, backed it up, gave her the intent for that. Fully direct, congruent, and authentic with himself. Excellent. Not stepping outside himself too much. Excellent. But her temperature keeps rising. And this is why I want to take a step back because it's not just about setting the intent. There was another principle I want to discuss in this podcast as to reading the temperature. While he's, 
Well, not that he's trying to restrict. Some of you might think, but is he? Is there? Is it a possibility that he's restricting his temperature? That he's not allowing his sexual energy to rise at the same pace as hers? No, not in this case. Because it's not that he wants to go the full yards, the whole play, full way with her in this moment, and is stopping himself from doing it. She's already signaled to him that this that's fine. If you want to have sex right now, let's go. She's she isn't that type of girl in that kind of mindset. He knows this, but he's just not feeling it. His description of how he was feeling to me was cold, clammy, uh, very jittery inside, very unscented inside, not feeling comfortable at all. So he's doing the perfect thing. He's reading his temperature. And not forcing anything. Not forcing anything. Excellent. Let's move on the story now. Actually, let me just dive into the chat to see if any of you um have dropped anything new in. Now it looks like you all you guys are all silently listening. No worries. Continue the story. So I hope you guys are shoot you though. Shoot you, shoot you. Jugyo has already had to be watched. Uh okay, so. Returning to the story. After she put her hand up his leg, he voiced that he wasn't comfortable with this. That just went back to normal shooting the shit. More chilling. Eventually, he decides to lead her into her bedroom. I think he suggests, let's go back into your bedroom. This is why I had to bring up the survival kit before. So it goes into her bedroom and they start playing guitar. She's got a guitar. And you know what's really amazing about this is that this is almost almost a replica of one of my dates in terms of how it's how it's not the sexuality but the logistics the the uh the girl's house to the playing of the guitar to the survival kit is it's 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 really it's quite key it's quite key when you've been following me long enough like he said these things just get subconsciously dropped into you So they start playing guitar. I ask her, ask him, is she a better guitar player than you? Because he's uh, he's about that life, and he's like, yeah, she was actually. I'm like, that's even better. It's better when she's when she's better, because then you can kind of just relax. You don't have to get into that performance mentality. And so they're playing guitar. They write out some time together on her bed playing guitar. Then at a certain point, he decides, coconut oil time. Let's go. He decides, I want to massage you with this coconut oil. Standard, right? Standard. For us, it is anyway. For the average person on the street, probably not. But for us, it is because he's already got coconut oil in his back. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. It's just brilliant. And so he, she was already, she had just had a shower before she had, he had come over to her place. And so she was like dressed in like a bathrobe, like a thin type bathrobe type thing. And, uh, you know, was very, not wearing a lot of clothes underneath. And so it was very, Quick transition to this now in terms of getting out of the coconut oil, undressing her, uh, lubing her up, and just giving her the full rub down. Giving her the good old rub down. And she's really, really coming to temperature, like at boiling point to the point where she's just saying, basically, uh, you know, just fuck it. I just want you to fuck me now. Like, just fuck me now. I right, just, let's go. And, and, but for him, he's still not feeling it. You know, you got to imagine he's massaging a naked girl here and he'd already started fingering her as well, I believe. He'd started fingering her at this point and he's still, though, not... 
he's still, in his words, feeling a little bit cold and clammy inside, a little uh, not loose, not loose about it. Also, something really key to mention, which is something that throughout the coaching session as he's telling me the story, is that the number one thing in my mind is thinking, it's like, oh, not number one, but one of the things is, I want to know about your ability to maintain an erection. And so he goes, it's like, not good. He's like, not good. Not good, Adam. I wasn't, I was not holding erections. It was coming in and out. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, and you're thinking a lot as well. He's like, yeah, I think a lot as well. So, hmm, interesting. Interesting how this is playing out. But she's at boiling point. She's essentially telling him, not, not even just essentially, literally telling him that you need to fuck me right now. You need to take me straight down. You need to take me up into the infinite cloud and get me jelly. Some old school references there. So let's more. Ah, I got to remember to finish the story before we start painting lessons. So I think, I believe this happened first. He started going down on her. It didn't go very well though. Yes, it didn't go very well. She didn't seem to really be enjoying it that much. She then went down on him. He didn't really enjoy that much. It wasn't going that well to the point where she realized uh, you don't seem to really be enjoying this. And he's like, yeah, that's all right. Don't worry about it. And so they come back up and uh, I think they just, they, they kissed a little bit more, but then they just kind of just went to bed. They just went to sleep after that. So do we pause the story here or do I just finish it? Because there's the next morning. No, I'll finish the story. I'll finish the story. Because at least in the coaching session, we paused it here. But for you guys, I'll keep it going. So, so after some really disjointed, not flowing sexual connection chemistry the previous night, they go to sleep, or that night, they go to sleep and they wake back up really early the next morning and they decide to have sex that morning. Okay. Uh, he felt better in the morning, but still not great. Still felt cold and clammy in the mind. And in the body as well, and just not, not feeling right. And and he said that the sex was really lackluster. Not a lot of potency, not a lot of energy, not a lot of flow, and that it just didn't really feel that enjoyable. He said it was like he's like it was kind of the, his best way of describing it was it was nice. It was nice, and you know basically what that meant was that it it was anything but spectacular. And and she uh, reciprocated this as well. And it was very uh, disjointed. It kind of, he said it went for about an hour or so, but it was just very disjointed. Not, not flowing. So during all of this, it was the end, towards the end of it anyway, she has to go to work, but she's so uh, accommodating. She's not disappointed in him. She's not uh, showing any signs of disapproval. Of uh, Some girls even get angry. Like some girls, some girls that, if it's that type of girl, uh, who have short tempers, short tempers, uh, and are very emotional. You know, sometimes that if they're not sexually pleased, uh, they'll let you know about it. But this girl was not like that. She's very accommodating, and she goes, "Hey, doesn't don't worry about it." So, yeah, that's yeah, man. We just need to take a pause. Like, I I need to pause on that. When when he was telling me this story, I said to him, "Listen, would you be open to a guided sexual experience?" Because the way that, because basically what I'm, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, basically, I, I, I feel like I need to be there with you in person. If not with this girl, uh, obviously the girl would have to be down for it. But to kind of guide you through this, because obviously he hasn't been guided through sexual experience before. And, you know, for the most part, none of us have. For the most part, 
we don't have a mentor that is coaching us on the sexual and social dynamics of the masculine and feminine polarity. Right? You hear some notes in the locker room. You hear some shit from your brother. You, you, you watch. If you're getting your if you're getting your shit from bloody Pornhub, you're way off. You're way off. You are way off. Uh, but it's just a shame that that's where a lot of the kids in high school do it. That's how they get it. And so, I, but the reason why I said it to him was that because this this didn't need to be. It's like this girl was in loving with you. I don't know if she's in love with you, but she was in loving with you, which means that she was so ready, so open for the sexual experience. And and it wasn't the fact that you weren't comfortable that caused the red flags. Those aren't the red flags. The red flags are not that you're a little gun shy, that you're not so confident, that you're not ready to swashbuckle and Jack Sparrow this shit. That, that's not the issue. In the same way that it... With my the first story client of the guy who just met the girl on the street, went out for a beach date, brought her back to the truck, had sex with her in the truck, fucking amazing. Let's go on another date tomorrow. Just flow, so much flow. The re- in the same way that, that it's the green flag is not that they had sex. The green flag is the flow. The green flag is it's how things work. So I guess there's a bit of a question for you guys here. It's a bit of a question for you guys in the class chat right now, which is if you're still engaged which is, what was the red flag? What was the first red flag of this guy's story? Where did things start to go downhill? When you think about him, because he did pretty well at the beginning, right? He did very well at the beginning to stay direct, congruent, authentic, stay true to himself, in which that when he was sexually uncomfortable because she was getting really heavy into the makeup, he's like, oh, I'm ready for this. He stayed. He he set the intent that I don't want to go too far. I don't want to rush these these things. He stayed true to it twice because she tried to put her hand up his leg, and he conveyed to her again, I'm "Not ready for this." Then he moves into the bedroom, and it's within this bedroom scenario that where the first red flag and the snowball effect of red flags starts to begin. And this is a really interesting point we might discuss later, which is how one red flag leads to the other. And that all red flags can be traced back to the core, to the initial flag plant, which was the initial one. If you guys just were paying attention to the story, I just want to see how many of you are paying attention. Where was the initial red flag? Because it begins, I hope you are, it begins when they get into her bedroom. But it's a, but, and so that's all I'm going to say. I want to see if any of you know what it is. And then if you don't, I'll help you out because I don't want to spend too much time on it. There's more important things to get. Oh, actually, no, it is the most important thing, but I want to keep keep this rolling. We're in a good roll here. Oh, by the way, guys, just so you know, that's one cam down. That's one boss bottle down. (laughs) Don't you worry. We got two. We got two, son. Not that I needed that. Okay, what do we got here? So, uh, first answer comes from Ben Hyland. By the way, guys, just before I read this out, if you haven't dropped a thumbs up on this uh, video yet, go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Help support the video. Help support the channel. Most appreciated. Now, let's read some of these answers. Ben Highland comes in saying, when her frame took over and she began leading him into a space, he was not fully comfortable. 
Yes and no, Ben. You have to give me way more specifics. What I'm looking for is the specific moment that the red flag occurred. So you're you're not, when I say yes or no, what you're correct is, is that there was definitely a shifting of frame. There was definitely a shifting of frame, but you just give me when that actually happened. If you can give me when that actually happened, that's gold medal. Otherwise, it's too general because you could be referring to that in many different stages of the story. Richie, J- Richie JR, aka Richie Jr. comes up in here saying, Hi, Adam. 2.30 a.m. here. Good to have you, Richie. He says, I'm doing a workout while listening. I like to do workouts at random times. Ha, huh, I'll stay tuned to the end. Can you repeat what happened? Okay. So I'll give you the abbreviated. I'll give you the abbreviated because if you're working out, then you're probably not paying attention. And I'd probably prefer for you to actually just do your workout. Stay focused on what you're doing. Whatever you are doing, be doing it. So no, no, I can't. I'm not going to repeat it because that that will defeat the purpose of the question. (laughs) If I repeat the situation, that doesn't prove that you've been listening and focused. So for those of you that were listening and that were focused, when did the first red flag occur? I've, I've helped you out enough to tell you that it wasn't in the beginning stages where they were on the couch and that, that's actually when he nailed it. That's actually when he felt uncomfortable and so that he told her that that's so. But there was a certain thing that happened when they went back to her room. That's when the first red flag occurred and that's what gave birth to all the rest of the red flags. Yeah, uh, Richie, just do your workout. Don't worry about it. The replay will be here. Because uh, these questions are too difficult to be in two minds about. You've got to be in one mind here. Uh, Johnny Nguyen comes up saying, or Jay comes in here saying, when he stopped flowing post-massage, he hit a full stop. Not quite, Jay. Way before that. Way before that. While you're correct and that that is a red flag, wasn't the initial red flag. That was a red flag. That was a child of the mother which is much further back than that so when you say stop flowing post massage no before that uh satir comes in saying when he offered a massage question mark so satir you haven't actually given me an answer you've asked me a question so you which what that speaks to is that you're not you're not uh, confident in your answer so come back to me when you're confident in your answer and remember it's okay to be wrong be confident in your uh, answers. Own your answers. It's fine if you're wrong, okay? Ben Highland then comes up and saying, when he moved to giving her a sensual massage, and he escalated from there. <laughs> Very good, Ben. Very good. And so, Satya, do you see what's happened here? If you had just left the question mark off of your answer, you would have hit that first straight up. You would have had the first correct answer. But because you didn't show confidence in your answer, can't give it to you. Can't give it to you because it means it's not actually an answer. Whereas Ben has uh, given us a solidified answer there, or confidence in it, and you're 100% correct. So to hopefully Johnny can see that now as to where Johnny was off. So so B, B, let's finish, finish me off then. Finish me. You said before that when her frame took over and she began leading him into a space where he was not fully comfortable, and then you didn't give me a specific though. Now you have given me the specifics saying, when he moved to giving her a sensual massage and he escalated from there. So please tell me, just wrap it up for me. Please uh, confirm why that was the red flag. Just because I don't know if your two answers are in alignment with each other. I don't know if you've had a completely different thought process 
and you've got a different reason for it, or maybe you've refined your reason. But just so I know, and so everyone else knows that you know, remember, right, right, right answer, right reason. I want the right reason behind it. Because you've got the right answer, which is that the red flag occurred when he uh, moved into giving her the sensual massage and escalated from there, correct? Just, just hit me up with why that was a red flag. Hit me up with why. Because that, and for the 19-year-old in the other story who hasn't been able to get an erection with a woman ever, this is the same lesson for him. For any of you that deal with erectile dysfunction psychologically, not on a physiological level, aka like you haven't been in a car accident or you don't have really poor blood pressure, etc. But it's a psychological issue, then it's the same issue with you. It's the same thing I went through. So Richie came in saying, I'll clarify, I was finishing my workout, but setting this up, so I'm fully tuned now. <laughs> no worries, Rich. Uh, ben said he was moving into sexual space. He had previously put a hold on. Good. Very good, Ben. Very good. So that's exactly what was going on. That's why it is, in fact, a red flag. Because some of you uninitiated, some of you that have no idea, and even if you have, even if you are initiated, but you just have no idea, I'm just realizing that it could be both. Why would why is moving into the sensual massage, taking her clothes off, getting the coconut oil, and uh, moving into fingering and and uh, other other related sexual activities? Why is that the issue? Why is that the red flag? Because it sounds like a good thing. It sounds like he's moving into the good thing. If any of you know my story, if any of you know how I my patterns of falling into rectal dysfunction when I was at this guy's age, it's the same issue. It's just amazing how it's the same issue. Why is the same red flag? And it is, in fact, because of what Ben has said nicely, which is that he was, well, what Ben said was that he's moving into a sexual space he previously put a hold on. What's that in my words? Which is that he's not staying true to his intent. He had set an intent at the beginning of the night, which is that I'm not going to rush myself. I'm not going to push myself past my point of comfort. And he stayed true to that intent two times in a row. When this beautiful, attractive, lighting him up female being was giving him the signals that she wanted him and wanted him bad. And so he was able to detach from that twice. More than most men can, more than most guys could. So ups for that, green flags on that. But then when he moved into the bedroom space, they're playing the guitar. And this is where we're going to dive into a few more specifics here, Ben. We're going to get really specific about it, which is that it's not so much the massage, it's the timing of it. It's the... It's the incorrect reading of the temperature. It is attempting to brew the tea before you have reached the correct temperature, which is that going from playing acoustic guitar to going to essential coconut oil naked massage is no problem. If your temperatures are aligned, come together. One, if, 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 she's, uh, if she's essential and she needs to be boiled anywhere between 90 to 100 degrees, right, brewed at many between 90 to 100 degrees, you need to come in alignment with that. And if not, there's no need to rush. Why would you really need to rush that? Why do you need to rush your temperature? If you've had previous traumatic sexual experiences, why would you need to rush the bringing up of your temperature? It's going to take you more time. It's going to take you more time because the removing of those physical scars that you choose to hold on to, it doesn't happen in one moment. You need copious referential experience that shows you again and again I can do this. It's what I call points in the bank, money in the bank, points on the board, right? You need points on the board of you just knowing that I can do this. But if you ask too much of yourself too soon, you crash and burn. 
And so the scar remains. And so the momentum continues. And so when you go into the next experience, it's only worse. It only gets worse because like, oh, I fucked it up twice now. What if I fuck it up again? But the thing is that you never would have fucked it up in the beginning. Okay, you never would have made the mistake of breaching your temperature of sexual pace if you had just listened to yourself in the beginning, which he did a couple times, but he didn't stay true the whole way through. So that when, uh, so look at the jump, look at the jump from playing acoustic guitar to take off the robe, coconut oil, sensual massage. And by the way, uh, Ben, it's not just sensual, it's a sexual massage. There's a difference between sensual and sexual. You can have both, but okay, listen, a sensual mass, a sexual massage can be sensual, but a sensual massage is not sexual. Yeah, right. Sensual can just be someone like a sensual massage is what I get when I go to a day spa. Right, that's sensual, but there's nothing sexual about it. In this one, though, it was both, but first sexual and sensual. So, the jump—it's a tremendous jump. When I was here coaching him in this room, I said to him, "Do you see the?" The extreme ask of yourself. How much did you ask of yourself? You told me, by the way, how are you feeling? Cold, clammy, uncomfortable. Just not feeling comfortable. So why why did you have to go from playing guitar with her on the bed to full-blown sexual massage? And he's like, ah, oh, I didn't. I didn't. And I'm like, surely there was much more to be had before making that much of a leap. And he goes, ah, oh, and he worked this out for himself. He goes, ah, oh. actually, you know what? Let me just interrupt you in the chat. What do you guys think it was that he could have, should have done first? Okay, if, you're abs- if you have absolutely no idea, uh, that's okay. I just want to say Ben might be a little bit more switched on. My hardcores would be a little bit more switched on for this. But what would have been a green flag progression versus the red flag progression of you know, if she was already at 100 degrees and he was only at 50, he attempted to get from 50 degrees to 100 degrees in one jump. Never going to be a good move. Crashed him. Crashed his mind, which is what led to all the other red flags. Disjointed sexuality. And, uh, you know, that's why the, the going down on her, her going down on him didn't work out. Just didn't work out. Just no good. He kept crashing his own state. What would have been a green flag progression? What would have been the next best thing he could have done? Right, to progress the sexual energy to make sure he's still leading, but not stepping outside himself, not doing too much, as the young black kid in New York once said to me while I was coaching boot camp. <laughs> you do too much, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget that kid sitting there with my client. I float across the world to coach this client. We're at a day game boot camp. We're sitting there at Union Square. I'm having my introduction chat with him on the tables in Union Square. This 13-year-old black kid comes up to me with a petition, interrupts our conversation. He goes, hey, guys, I need, to, I need you to sign this petition. And I'm like, hang on a second, mate. We're currently in the middle of something. Uh, not right now. Thank you, though. And he goes, you do too much. <laughs> you do too much. <laughs> I'd never heard that before in my life. Uh, Ah, oh, it's it's just taken me years to comprehend what he even meant. You do too much. And so I always use that that phrase. Anyways, he my client in this situation did too much. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social QA Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, 
That guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at balldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at balldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Baldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.